Hello and welcome to episode number 131 of the Random Thoughts podcast. That is R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, we got a few things to talk about. This is the last show before I turn 51. Yay! Birthday tomorrow. So if you want to get in on that birthday celebration, go over to randomthoughts.com and click that little donate button. I've got a few things on the list that I wanted to rant a little bit about today. Lego, fake news, Major League Baseball. Yeah, you didn't think that was not going to be on the radar. Cancel culture, the words we can say. All of this still going on here in the United States of America and around the world. The Lego thing is uh, a little bit weird to me. My wife has gotten into Lego recently and has gotten some of their bigger sets like the Coliseum, which I think was the biggest as far as the amount of pieces or something that they've ever put out. And then the Disney Castle and then the Harry Potter Castle. So these are some insane sets of Legos that are unlike anything I remember from when I was a kid where you just got a bunch of blocks and you built whatever you want. Sure, there were some little sets in that, but these are a little bit different. You know, you build the set and then most people seem to put them on display and then move on to the next. You don't really take them apart and do anything else with them. I'm some people do. There are alternate builds and things like that. But with these large sets, it turns out that Lego, their quality control must not be the best in the business. And I originally thought this was something being done on purpose, and it probably is. But in these large sets, and some of them you can only buy directly from Lego themselves. But in every one of these large sets that she's put together, there have been a couple of missing pieces, which, okay, you can make the case that when there's thousands of pieces in a set, of course, there's going to be missing pieces. And with the first couple of sets that she did, it was annoying, but the pieces were never ones that would force you to stop building and wait for a replacement piece and lego has a system built on their website that makes it very easy to request said replacement pieces but this has been a thing where she's been doing these you know on her day off fast and furious one set after the other so she's been requesting a few of these pieces through lego and the most recent one got the message yeah, you've been ordering too many of these. Now we're going to make you start paying for them. At which point I said I would start putting these things back in the box and telling Lego to shove it up their ass. But that's just me. Maybe I'm a little bit more uh, ornery in my old age. But the concept that you're buying sets that are hundreds of dollars where there are pieces missing, and because you're buying too many of their sets and building too many of them, obviously, in a short period of time, this seems like Lego's really missing out on a concept here of keeping their fans, the people that enjoy their product, still fans of their product, because there's nothing worse 
than getting a $500 Lego set. And yes, I understand the insanity of the $500 Lego set, but then you get one of those and the thing's missing pieces. (laughs) Then they want to charge you to replace said piece. You know, one little piece that probably cost them a tenth of a cent to make. That's a little bit stupid, Lego. I'm thinking this is going to stop the Lego train for a little while. And maybe stop it entirely, and that would probably be good, too. It's time to move on, find something else to do. Because really, there's only so much room for these sets as well. I mean, what are you going to do with them? You build them, and then you go, wow, I built it. And while it's kind of nice for a set or two as a focal point, as a conversation starter, now if they're going to start getting all pissy that you're requesting pieces that weren't in the set to begin with, bye-bye, Lego. See you later. Adios. I'm pretty sure they do the missing piece thing, too, on purpose. Because that way, then they know exactly whose hands the sets have gotten into. I mean, you can get a little bit of that because they sell a lot of the stuff direct. But if somebody buys it for a gift or something like that, you know exactly for your marketing purposes, because we all know we are all just data in this world that we live in now. What your likes are, what your dislikes are, what your hobbies are. These companies are monetizing that big time. And helping them try to sell more product to you, which then trying to charge people in the same time for missing pieces that came in the set. Now, I understand if you figured somebody was trying the old bit, like trying to just request, you know, that 6,000 piece Coliseum. Well, you know, if somebody's trying to request thousands of pieces, like just going one by one going, didn't have this piece. Yeah, then I get it. But you can see exactly how many pieces have been ordered. And for each set that she had gotten, there were like one or two, maybe three grand total out of thousands of pieces that were missing. So Lego, you might want to work on your marketing or you'll start losing people just as fast as uh, Major League Baseball is. But before we get to Major League Baseball, I mean, I just wanted to make a point and I made it on Grumpy Old Ben's and I'm making it again because obviously it kind of stuck with me as a great example of how the fake news spreads, how people believe that there are connections between things. So they post those or they post links to articles and then they do the happy dance thinking that they've proven their point. And this happened on No Agenda Social, which is like Twitter, but better. It's part of the Fediverse, Mastodon, and there's a bunch of other Pleroma and other different instances you can join and take part in the Fediverse. But somebody had posted a link to an article that said, in the United States, 78% of the people that were hospitalized because of COVID-19 were overweight or obese. And the person that posted this, I think, meant well, but they decided to try to take a little victory lap with, ha-ha, like there's no connection between being fat and being hospitalized for COVID. So I did what any average thinking person should do. I've learned this from people like Glenn Beck, Rush Limbaugh, Bill O'Reilly. Do your own homework. 
And the first question that came to my mind, and I did have a question come to mind. Maybe people that read the internet never have a question come to mind. They just read things and they go into their brain like their brain is a sponge and they never actually want to think. But I had a question when I saw this statistic, and maybe I'm off by a percent here or there. But when I saw this article, I saw this statistic, this person taking a victory lap saying, yay, fatties suck. And that 78% of people that were hospitalized for COVID-19 were either overweight or obese in the United States. My question was, hey, I'm going to go to the CDC site because I have a question and I want to know how many people right now in the United States are overweight or obese. And according to the CDC, let's remember, this person was really making that connection that it was fatty, 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 because 78% of the people hospitalized overweight or obese. It turns out the CDC says 74% of the people in the United States are overweight or obese, which statistically those two things within a margin of error, which also makes the exact opposite point. because. If about 74% of the people in the United States are overweight and obese, and 78% of the people that were hospitalized were overweight or obese, that makes zero connection between weight and being hospitalized for COVID-19. That actually shows you that there is zero, zero, zero connection between the two. And it just shows how easy, because I don't think this person meant anything by it. I don't think they were being nefarious. I think they were just falling into the thing that people do, which is like, oh, well, that's a pretty high number. So that must tell me something interesting and that must prove something. I don't know where that voice came from, but it didn't. It didn't prove a damn thing to me because I still had a question. Now, if I would have gone to the CDC site and I would have looked up how many people in the United States are overweight or obese, and that was like 30 percent, then I'd be like, wow, yeah. Then 78% of the people being hospitalized, being overweight or obese. Well, that would then say that there was a much higher number than the actual population in the country. In this case, no. That article told us nothing except that, well, it actually, no, it told us nothing. It told us zero, except for the fact that it went along with the averages, it went along with the population. Nothing was out of place. There was not a higher correlation based upon weight. And I just think that was interesting that the way many people look at things and they just take things for granted and they don't think that, well, maybe I should do a little more research and find out how many people in the country fall into that category before doing the happy dance that the people that are overweight are bad and that's why they got COVID and that's why they're in the hospital. So this is just a public service announcement that when you read headlines, salacious or not, you might want to go and do a little bit of homework to find out exactly how accurate what you're posting is. And if it means anything or if you are just falling into the trap that somebody that posted that wanted you to fall into, you know, somebody maybe like Joe Biden, who is doubling down on lies about the Georgia voting law. And this is just an absolute crap show. What is going on? Major League Baseball, who had already lost about 
of my interest over the last couple of years. I mean, they did a great job here of snuffing out the interest entirely with the fact that they want to be woke. And if you want to be woke, that's one thing. If you want to be woke while being totally wrong and using lies to back up why you're being woke, then I start having a bit more of a problem with it. And Joe Biden is lying about this or Joe Biden, again, is completely unaware of the reality of the world around him. And that is still a scarier point for me. So I would rather believe Joe's lying, but it's also possible that Joe Biden, his brain is mush and he only reads what's on the teleprompter and he doesn't know what else is going on because he never leaves the White House. He never does anything. His schedule is completely clear. Oh, my God, I wish for the days of people complaining about presidents going out and golfing too much because Joe Biden can't even walk down the stairs, it seems. It's kind of a sad concept that we've got going here in the United States. Joe Biden, most powerful man in the world. Brain is basically cream of wheat. I don't know. Because Joe Biden is calling the law that was passed in Georgia the Jim Crow laws on steroids. And that is a complete and utter lie. That is not just slightly wrong. It is a complete lie. It is a complete fabrication. Joe, again, living in la la land. Joe doesn't know what words mean. Joe doesn't know what's going on. Major League Baseball, because of this law that was passed in Georgia, decided they're going to punish Georgia by taking the All Star game this year away from Atlanta and giving it to Denver, which a lot of people are pointing out so many funny things about this. I mean, the first, of course, is that Atlanta is over 50% black and Denver, not so much. Denver is a little more white, like the snow they get in the Rockies. But they're taking it away from Atlanta, where there are a lot of black-owned businesses, where they were going to honor the late great Henry Hank Aaron. No, no, we got to take that away. We got to punish those people in Atlanta for what that bad state of Georgia is doing. Joe Biden, after calling this the new Jim Crow law, doubled down on this, which just shows it wasn't like he just made a mistake or he didn't know. And then he did his research like I did, you know, with the CDC website. I don't think Joe knows how to do any research. I mean, he has a staff that is supposed to do nothing but, but we all know what they want at this point because they're all into the lies. Everybody knows this is a lie and nobody cares because nobody in the media is going to call them on it. Nobody in the media is going to say they're wrong. They're all going to nod their head and say, yep, Joe, yep, yep, Jim Crow, Joe, yep, 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 Jim Crow. Joe Biden said yesterday, it is reassuring to see that for-profit operations and businesses are speaking up about how these new Jim Crow laws that are just antithetical to who we are. The best way to deal with this is for Georgia and other states to smarten up. Stop it. Stop it, said President Biden. Smarten up how, Joe? Not really sure. Tell me how this is a Jim Crow law, Joe, because it's not. There's nothing in the law 
about somebody's race. There is nothing in the law that separates one person from another. Everybody has to follow the same laws, Joe. When there was Jim Crow, Joe, that is when there were different laws for people who had different colored skin. That was a Jim Crow law, Joe. This is not. This is a law of the land that everybody must follow. And the problem that people are having with this law in Georgia is that it does one main thing that wasn't the way things were before the last election. And that is it adds the need for some sort of identification when it comes to mail in ballots. That's the biggest change. And this, this is what the Democrats are really up in arms about. And you have to ask yourself why? Why would a group of people be so up in arms? Because the mail in ballots are changing from, well, we'll just look at the signature to maybe there should be some sort of identification that we could check to make sure there is no fraud going on or it's less fraud. As we've talked about before, we know every election there is some fraud going on. There's no question about that. The thing is, how much? And is it enough to rise to changing the results of the election? And I was completely unaware of the fact that in Georgia, before this new law was passed, they already had a law on the books that I thought was pretty interesting because I live in the state of Illinois, the insane state of Illinois, where there is no identification that is called for. They do not check ID at all when we walk into the polling place to cast our votes in person. They don't ask for ID. And I looked and there's a bunch of states, a lot of them in the South already that do require an identification for you to vote in person. Now we're being told it's really racist to require identification, which says to me that when the Democrats say it's racist to require identification for people to vote, what they're really saying is that black people, brown people, whoever they think are being hurt, and that's who they say is being hurt, the minorities, they're too stupid to be able to figure out how to get an ID or they can't afford an ID, which doesn't really make sense because I believe in most states, and I'm all for it, that the ID should be free. I mean, you pay enough just waking up in the morning and buying a gallon of gas or buying anything or the taxes that they already collect, they can afford to provide you with an ID. But this new law in Georgia only changes the law for mail-in balloting to require an identification because their in-person voting already had a requirement to show identification. So I don't understand this part because this is a complete disconnect for me, which was you had a state in Georgia, and there are probably others that had a law on the books prior to this past election that said, hey, you want to vote? You have to have an identification. You have to show us something. You have to prove who you are to vote in person. But 
you want to just take a ballot, vote from home? Yeah, we don't need any ID. That's not important at that point. It doesn't make any sense. This seems like the ultimate loophole, if I've ever heard one, that you're asking people that vote in person to show their ID to prove who they are. But then when it comes to voting via a mail-in ballot, that requirement is not important. Because all you need to do, we just need to verify signatures. We just talked about verifying signatures in the last episode, two episodes ago, when we talked about the scam that was baseball card, sports card grading and autograph authenticating. Do you really think a bunch of schlubs that aren't experts in handwriting and all that are able to check signatures and go, yep, that's definitely that person. Yep. That's definitely that person. It's stupid. It's insane to go down that road and think that the people that are working in the election office, whatever it is, state to state, that would be in charge of verifying these signatures actually know what the hell they're doing. Now, in Georgia, the IDs that they will accept if you want to go and vote in person. And this, again, was before this past election. Any valid state or federal government issued photo ID, including a free ID card issued by your county's registrar office or Georgia's Department of Driver Services. So this already tells me in Georgia, you can get a free card from the county registrar's office. So why anybody would be against the mail-in votes having the person's ID attached to it so we know the person voting is eligible to vote, that they live in the area, that they're of the legal age to vote, that they haven't voted twice or 20 times. That might be an important thing because if you're just verifying signatures, well, how do you know that the same signature hasn't appeared a thousand times? It's a lot harder to put that into a database. You can't just put a signature into a database. A lot of people may have the same exact name. Now, an ID number, that should be unique from one person to another. Nobody, no two people should have the same ID number. So it really sounds to me that the Democrats that have a problem with this, Major League Baseball that has a problem with this, are trying to encourage voter fraud. Now, if you want to pick up a ticket, it's completely different. If you actually have tickets left for you at will call at a Major League Baseball ballpark, and this happened to me the last time I went just a couple of years ago, you know what you have to do to get those tickets when you walk up to the window at the will call? You have to show a photo ID. Oh, my God. How racist you are, MLB. How dare you make people have to have an identification in order to pick up tickets for your crappy little sport. But no, we can't do that when people are voting. So MLB obviously thinks walking your, well, if it's in the United States, your most likely overweight or obese ass into a ballpark is more important to show ID. But voting, Major League Baseball is like, ah, screw that. No, it's horrible that you would check that people are who they say they are when they want to vote. It makes zero sense. 
As far as the IDs in Georgia to vote in person anyway, you can also get by with a Georgia driver's license, even if expired. A valid employee photo ID from any branch, department, agency, or entity of the United States government, Georgia, or any county, municipality, board, authority, or other entity of the state. A valid U.S. passport, a valid U.S. military photo ID, and a valid tribal photo ID. It doesn't sound like it's, uh, it's that hard to get an ID. They've already been asking for ID when you walk into a polling place to vote in Georgia. So why? MLB, why Joe Biden, why liberal media, why are these new laws being demonized? I don't get it, except unless you're pushing for voter fraud and you're lying to the American public, you're lying to the world because there is nothing about this law that is racist. Calling it a Jim Crow law, which Joe Biden has done multiple times, is completely disingenuous. It is a total fabrication. It is an out and out lie. But should we really expect anything else from Joe Biden? I mean, remember, the reason Joe Biden gave and Kamala Harris also gave this as the reason we talked about this. I remember this on Random Thoughts. That Joe Biden got into the game of running for president because Donald Trump said Nazis were real fine people. (laughs) And it was debunked from minute one. Within two minutes of him saying those words and having a follow up question, Donald Trump crystallized what he meant. And it was not that the Nazis were real fine people, but the Democrats, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, The mainstream media have all run with this for years after like this was reality. And it's a lie. And they know it's a lie. So how do you trust any damn thing that comes out of these people's mouth? You cannot because they are just lying right to your face and smiling or in the case of Kamala Harris, laughing while they do it. Now, there was another quote from Joe Biden that I just thought was hilarious. So I had to uh, pull this one for the show. Joe Biden told ESPN, quote, I think today's professional athletes are acting incredibly responsibly. I would strongly support them doing that. People look to them. They're leaders. The very people who are victimized the most are the leaders in these various sports. So Joe Biden's telling us that LeBron James is somebody who is being the most victimized. (laughs) Yeah, I'd love to be that kind of victimized, Joe. I would love to be victimized like LeBron James. I'd love to be victimized for that many millions of dollars. I would. All these guys playing major league sports right now. I would love to be victimized in that way because they represent their communities. I mean, some I'm sure do, but the vast majority of these guys are so far out of that loop at this point to try to point to the people like here in Chicago, where I looked this morning, people are getting shot in Chicago this year 
one every two hours and 50 minutes so far for the year of 2021. Most of them black. Black Lives Matter, they're not here. LeBron, LeBron James isn't here. They don't care about the victims. They don't care about the real victims. This is all about making money. LeBron James does business with China, but we're going to talk about voting rights in Georgia. It doesn't make sense. It falls flat, Joe. These are not representatives of that community. Go talk to the people actually here on the streets in Chicago, Joe. Then I would give you some points. Find out what's actually going on with the crime rates spiking, people being murdered. I mean, it's sad, and it's turned into a bit of a meme that every Monday show over at Grumpy Old Ben's, the other show that I do with Ryan Bemrose, we talk about how many people had been shot in Chicago over the weekend, and it's usually over 30 on an average weekend. This is a country in crisis. And when you have Major League Baseball being the asshats that they are, that are virtue signaling over a law that does nothing but try to make voting fair, to try to make the results of the vote something that people can believe in. Uh, Jen Psaki, the spokeshole of Joe Biden said, well, you know, the real problem is uh, this uh, Georgia law was built on a lie. Well, we just talked about Joe Biden's whole concept of why he ran for president was a lie, Jen. This law was not built on a lie. And you may think that the people that said there was voter fraud in this past election were lying. Don't care about that. We know what happened after the last election was there was a lot of questions about whether the election was fair, whether the election was honest, whether the votes were being counted correctly. And what this law tries to do is make sure that cannot happen again. They are trying to stop that. You allegedly want that, Jenny Pathaki, but what you're saying and what you're doing leads to exactly the opposite. If you want the American people to believe in the results of an election, you can't be fighting the states that are putting legislation down on the books that would stop the fraud. Asking people to prove who they are to vote is not racist. It is not a Jim Crow law, Joe Biden, because everybody has to show ID. What would be a Jim Crow law, Joe Biden, is that if a black person walked in to vote, they said, show me your ID. And a white person walked in and they went, oh, go in. We don't need, you're fine. That would be racism, Joe. Asking everybody to validate who they are is not racist. And if you think it's wrong, then don't bitch to me the next time you want to know how an election actually turned out the way you didn't like. Because it has to be fake. It has to be fraud. I don't see any problem at all when states or the nation as a whole should work towards making sure that the votes that come in actually came from people that live in the area and are eligible to vote. That doesn't seem like a very high bar, but to the Democrats, it is because, well, the only re reason I can come up with is they know they need to cheat to win. 
That's all. That's all I can come up with. Because otherwise, why wouldn't you want this kind of stuff implemented? It's a simple thing to do to show an identification. Do you ever buy a beer? Now you showed your ID. Most likely, you've had to do something where you've had to show your identification. So why not to vote? I don't know. The Democrats never seem to answer that question with anything but racist, racist. And that makes zero sense. What does seem a little bit racist, though, is taking an all-star game from Atlanta, a city that is a majority black, and moving it to Denver. So way to go, Rob Manfred. Way to go, Major League Baseball. And it turns out Rob Manfred has a membership to the Augusta Golf Course in Georgia where the Masters is played. Are you going to dump that, Rob? No? Or are you just another virtue signaling douchebag? I'm guessing it is more the later. But hey, I've already ranted on Rob Manfred long enough since he took the job as commissioner and uh, haven't liked him anymore since day one. So I guess uh, that's no surprise. But this cancel culture thing is not just targeted after people on the right, not just targeted after conservatives, not just targeted after white folks. Rapper Exhibit has a marijuana company called Napalm Cannabis, and he released an album a few years ago called Napalm, which is where the name came from. It's being hit with accusations of racism because it's named after the chemical weapon used in firebombs during the Vietnam War, and I think it was used over in uh, Japan a bit. The Higher Path, a cannabis store in Los Angeles, California, according to a story on TMZ. I know, TMZ, we're bringing the barrel pretty low. They say the product line ended up on their shelves in the first place due to their ignorance and their lack of diversity on their company's marketing team. So bad. Bad stoners with a cannabis store who didn't know what napalm was, I guess, or why it should be considered racist. The quote from the cannabis store is this quote. As an entirely white marketing team that lacks knowledge of trauma surrounding this weapon, we didn't realize how violent and ignorant it was to promote such a brand slash product. That's on us. Okay. Now, Exhibit says, quote, the word napalm is definitely synonymous with war and being used as a weapon. And if you know anything about me and my body of work, I got albums named Weapons of Mass Destruction and Man vs. Machine, so on and so forth. So this album here is called Napalm. I put this album out in 2012, he said, holding up the album. My intention for naming the cannabis company Napalm was by no means affiliated or a nod to the devastation that it's had in the past. Um, yeah, it kind of is. The fact is, you know what napalm is, which is why you use it. I mean, if you've listened to rap music, you know there's often violent lyrics, and I'm fine with that because it's art. And if you want to have violent lyrics, that's fine. The proper answer here, Exhibit, was, yeah, I named it after napalm. I thought it was cool. If you don't like it, Screw you. Listen to something else. Buy something else. We're going down the line where everything you could possibly name a product is going to offend somebody. To say that you named something napalm, but it was never your intention to have it affiliated with 
napalm is kind of idiotic. But it's interesting to see that they're going after a black owned company with the name that, oh, this is hateful. This is racist. The rapper then said, quote, as a black man, he understands discrimination and hatred. Quote, I understand what that does to communities, how it affects communities, and I'm not tone deaf to that. So just to clarify the position that we have at Napalm Cannabis, we by no means acknowledge, justify, or feel as though that we are promoting violence towards the Asian community. We stand with the Asian community. Well, here, Mr. Exhibit, is your problem. Saying that you don't acknowledge, justify, or feel as though you're promoting violence, that doesn't change anything. That doesn't stop what everybody else feels. Why do you want to stop them from feeling, Mr. Big Rapper Dude? This is the problem. Stand up and say, yeah, it's named Napalm. Live with it. Don't come out and try to apologize because you're never going to get anywhere. And then it really is kind of a patronizing thing to be. We by no means acknowledge, justify, or feel that we're promoting violence towards the Asian community. Well, I can tell you something. The people in Georgia certainly didn't feel like they were uh, justifying or promoting the Jim Crow laws that Joe Biden has made up. But this is what's going on in the world. You can't name something napalm because that's a big, scary weapon. You can't say anything that might offend somebody. And when you go down that slippery slope, Somebody is going to be offended no matter what you say or what you do. The fact that this guy thinks he's going to be able to keep this company going is, I guess, uh, a little naive. But it's fun when the left starts eating themselves. This cancel culture stuff has to stop at some point. And I really wish, I mean, Mr. Big Rapper dude exhibit could have stood up and said you know what screw you that's the name of my company if you don't like it don't buy it not going on this whole thing about oh no this was this was never meant i named it napalm but i never wanted anybody to make a connection to you know napalm (laughs) idiots there are a lot of idiots out there and uh i know that's not a surprise to anybody listening to this show or that listen to grumpy old bands, or to listen to No Agenda, or some of the other great podcasts that are out there. But every now and then, it's uh, you just have to rant about them. And I thank you for listening and for coming along on another episode of the Random Thoughts Podcast, the last one. While I'm still a youngster of fifty, the big five zero birthday tomorrow, and I will play that up a little bit. As we talk about the value for value model that we use on this show, since we have no donations today, zero, not a one. I know some of you are listening. Get in on the ground floor. Get in on a recurring small donation each and every month to help us keep the microphones on, everything sounding good, and keeping the rant at an acceptable level. If you want to take part in the value for value model, you go to randomthoughts.com, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com. You click that little donate button, that'll let you do a one-time donation or a recurring donation with PayPal. You can use the QR code if you want to do the Bitcoin thing or the Bitcoin address there. 
or you can use the snail mail address if you want to come in with a check or whatever. Your bank will even do it for you. They'll pay for the stamp. You just have to go in and set it up. It's a beautiful thing. But we do appreciate everybody for listening, giving us your time. That is also a very valuable thing. I know there's a lot of podcasts you could be listening to, and it is an honor that you are listening to this one. With that said, I will be back next Wednesday, another year older and another year wiser. I don't know. I don't think so. I'll just go with another year older. But until then, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.